The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. All right, so Kelly's Kelly's not going to make it, so um, I'm going to go ahead and call the meeting to order. Um, start out by just everybody saying, or council members saying uh, where you are and uh, what county and so forth. So I'm Bruce Canner, uh, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Does it matter? Salim Siddiqui, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Hey, Ian Ferguson, Lathrop Village. Oakland County. All right, uh, so we are now called to order. So we're going to start out with the discussion items and we'll begin with the professional auditing services. So we have a draft for uh, a draft RFP uh, and I'll let uh, Cheryl introduce that. Yes, if you recall, um, I was tasked with drafting an RFP for our auditing services and you had a preliminary draft and this is pretty much the finalized version it shows an issue date of april 15th um, i was intending to bring it to council for final approval responses due by june 1st um, proposals evaluated um, basically that's second week of june from the 7th to the 11th coming back to council or coming back for um, interviews if we choose to have additional interviews or questionings for the um, submissions the week of the 21st and the award on that date as well as the contract commencing with our new fiscal year July 1st. And in summary, it's uh, suggesting a five-year contract with an option for two additional one-year um, incremental um, in, uh, extensions and a presentation to council each year in November at the council meeting and in time for the submission to the state of Michigan no later than December 31st of each year. Okay. And, and, and I'm, I'm assuming there's no disruption in service if we should go with a different vendor than, than our current, correct? I can't necessarily say that. Um, they usually start around August, but they don't have to get- No, they, they start around June usually. Yeah. So we might we might possibly start a little bit later if if for some reason we choose a different vendor yeah. than our existing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I um I did notice there was a typo on page twenty one um page twenty one of the packet seventeen page seventeen of the uh, agreement under the insurance section. Okay. Uh, last words of of that first paragraph. It says city of Novi. Okay. So I think we know where we cannibalize this. Uh, For this sure. <laughs> okay. But, uh, anybody, anyone else have any comments, questions? I know uh, Salim and Ian, you guys are, have been involved with this. So you guys have anything? No, not at all. No, I don't have any comments. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Except for the Novi part. Yeah, except <laughs> for the Novi part. Okay. Um, all right, then we'll move on to item B, which is uh, the infrastructure committee, um, yep. which is our, our draft recommendation for um, uh, roads for the summer of 2022. So not this summer, but next summer. 
Um, so I'll go, I'll go ahead and introduce this one. First off, this is a draft proposal. The, uh, the committee has not, while, while I'm fairly confident based upon conversations with the committee and emails that have gone back and forth that this will be our final recommendation, it still is draft. So uh, I just wanna make sure that that's, that's crystal clear. Um, but we are getting the uh, road recommendations. And as you may remember from the recommendation um, for the uh, ballot initiative that was approved by the voters uh, said that, that the committee would recommend roads for each construction season. And then the uh, city council would then go ahead and, and act on their, their recommendation. So we're, we're, we're putting the recommendation out for the 2022 uh, summer construction project. It may seem a little bit early, but um, the engineering for that work has to take place, you know, before the snows hit. Um, and so basically uh, over the next, you know, four to six months or so. Um, and as you remember, we were, because of the, the late ballot approval, we were uh, late to the game for this particular construction season for the summer. Um, so we're trying to avoid that by getting the um, recommendation out early. Um, you can see the roads that are recommended just, just at a high level. Um, what, what we did is we had the um, uh, engineers, uh, the chief engineer, I'm sorry, the project engineer and our city engineer make the recommendation to the committee. Um, so that removes any kind of bias or, um, you know, because they're, they're kind of oblivious to any city politics or where residents live or any specific resident issues. So they made their recommendation based on engineering cost, minimizing disruption and, and, and so forth. Um, what they did do for this, for let's just call it year two, uh, year two for year two of the, of the road um, initiative, um, is they picked roads that required for the most part, the 1A full reconstruction. So as you guys may remember from the um, recommendation, there was a, a, a significant mileage of 1A full reconstruction, which is by far the most expensive of the three categories because it requires digging out the existing road 14 inches deep, I think it is, and, and then uh, replacing the entire road. So their thought was if we were to group all of these 1A roads in one season and maximize the volume, we could get a good discount from the, the chosen vendor because of economies of scale. So um, hopefully by doing that, uh, we'll, we'll spend less than, than what we anticipated like we did this year uh, and have more to spend on the, the, the entire project. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and, and then they also, there, there were also uh, two roads that in this summer are undergoing water main uh, repairs and, or I shouldn't say repairs, replacements. Replacement. And so those roads, those roads will be all torn up. And so those roads will be repaved as part of next summer's project. So those were kind of no, no brainers as far as the choice uh, for roads uh, to be included in the road list for summer of 2022. And then the other, um, issue, I guess, or, or cost savings reason behind some of the road choices for uh, year two was one of the 1A, one of the actually the longer um, 1A full reconstruction roads is south of 696. Uh, I think it's Lather Boulevard, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's, I think yep, it's, it is. Yeah, Lather Boulevard from Southfield Road to Coral Gables. Yeah. Um, and because they'll be mobilized to that area, there are only two other road segments uh, that were on the eligible list south of 696. Very short segments. They were both, I think, one block each. 
So the engineers felt that it made sense to do those roads as long as we've mobilized over to that area so that we don't have to mobilize there again next year and incur additional charges. So, um, so those, are the, those are the roads that we chose. There, there are some other minor um, factors. Uh, CMS Energy is gonna be doing a project in 2023 between 11 and 12 mile uh, on the east side. And so again, they factored that in. We didn't want to be doing a lot of you know, serious construction while the CMS energy project is going on so we, to avoid conflicts. Um, and so we, again, took that serious, the, the more intensive, I guess is the word that I should use, the, the more intensive uh, construction and we moved it to, to this com, uh, to September, ah, 2020, year two. Yep. Um, 2022, year two. Yeah. Um, so I think that was that. That's the gist of it. Um, uh, again, I'm hoping that at, at our April meeting we'll have the final recommendation for uh, council to act on. So any any questions on that? So is the Cambridge Road one, Bruce, the only one that's? They're also going to they're doing a special assessment district or? Yeah. So, so Cambridge um, was supposed to have been done this this summer. But CMS, in order for, for that work to be done, CMS has to move uh, a line. And that's not, that couldn't be done in time for, for this year's construction season. So we moved it to next, next year's construction season. So, so year two, summer of 2022. Um, that particular uh, segment of road from uh, Southfield Road to Lathrop Boulevard on Cambridge um, has a, a horrific ditch system that, that is really, really bad. Uh, with lots of lots of backups and ponding, um, and that one really is was was the only one that we chose for uh, initially for for this summer um, that required an SAD. Um, so that SAD will be next year. Um, it should um, the, the the plan anyways is to start the SAD process with our next council meeting in April. Um, so do the you know do the first of the the, the public hearings or the announcements, I guess. Um, I can't remember what, what's the name of it, Scott. There's a name. Notice of you're on you're on mute. No, yeah, notice of intent. Uh, notice of intent. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll issue the notice of intent, and the idea is is that we won't um, finalize that SAD if all goes well until after the deadline for uh, this year's taxes. So they won't pay start paying until until next year uh, when the construction actually takes place. But again. Um, just as a reminder, the, you know, the, the recommendation that was made uh, and accepted by us um, basically said that if, a, if an SAD is necessary and, and the uh, residents of that street block that SAD, then we take that street off the list and move on to a different street. So um, that's, that's why in the document it says contingent upon approval of their, uh, their ditch special assessment district. Discussion, any other questions? That makes sense. Yeah, Okay. it does. Then, Appreciate the insight. Yeah, thanks. Then let's go on to the sign ordinance. I think, Scott, are you introducing that? Yeah, so this is, uh, this, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we started this la actually last year, um, probably around this time, I would think. Um, partially in response to some of the political signs that had gone up. Also, it was in response to um, 
some concerns over the backlit signs. It, it did go to planning commission. Planning commission put some some uh, of their feedback and provided some tweaks to it, and then it kind of just uh, slipped through the cracks. Um, it's been revived, and I don't know that I don't think it was included in your packet. I don't know if it was Jill had just sent it over maybe an hour it. ago. So yeah, I emailed uh, it like half hour hour ago or something like that. Okay, so it does it does include some of um, it does include all of those those comments and updates, with the exception of uh, what did she say? There was one as far as the, the one of your comments, Bruce, that didn't make it. <laughs> Great, of course. <laughs> uh, dealt with the size. Let me try to find her email. Mm. It says um, you had suggested, Bruce, that we. Uh, increase the maximum to 20 for temporary signs are suggested a maximum of 24 square feet with a max of six square feet. Um, and Jill's comment was that uh, the intent is that we're accommodating, for example, a real estate sign, a new roof sign, and a saved whales, all of which would have otherwise permit been permitted. So um, deferring to Scott on uh, whether or not we're providing adequate opportunity for free speech. What, um, Susie, what, where, what, what page is that on about oh. ordinance? Oh, I don't know the page number. I was just reading directly from her, her email to me. Um, oh, okay. Temporary oh. signs, so they have Good a table. Work. So wait, can you, can you, can you say that again? Because I remember I had a lot of comments and I don't, I'm trying to remember that, that particular, the context of that particular one. You, you did indeed, sir. The, um, all right. So first the, the temporary sign table is on page 36 of the sign ordinance that I sent over 36 of the PDF, I should say. And, um, your comment back in October was, um, that you had suggested 24 square feet with a max of six square feet. What do you mean 24 square feet with a max of six? That seems to contradict. It does. Um, that's, that's why I'm having trouble trying to remember which comment that this was. Oh, you're gonna make me look. Does it mean 24 square feet in total with a max of six for one sign or something? Is it multiple signs together? Because right, we had talked about, as I remember, we had talked about, you know, them being two, two by two feet by three feet, like they are, like the ordinance is right now. Because the ordinance right now is two feet by three feet, six square feet. And we had talked about and I think it was pretty much a consensus of the of the planning commission of moving it, you know, keeping that keeping it as as two by three, six square feet. If I'm thinking about the same the same thing. Let's see, that's a freestanding. So in in the sign ordinance as it's presented to you tonight, we have the max the maximum area of all temporary signage. Now this is just for freestanding. So those would be kind of like those little lawn signs that she was right. talking, that we were talking right. about. It says 0.2 square feet 
of sign area per lineal, linear foot of street frontage provided that the maximum allowable total area shall not be less than 15 square feet nor more than 48 square feet. Right, and I think the maximum we, area of any individual sign would be 12 square feet. Right, and we I, we had had a lot, I remember we had discussion on this and, and you know, nobody liked that because I think the I think the the, the two reasons that, that were given was, if I remember correctly, and again, I, my notes are in the basement, but um, one was that different people would have different amounts of allowable sign based upon their linear footage and second of all, that, you know, if you have a six square foot sign and you've got 48, you know, square, what is it, 48, that, that's, you know, you could have eight signs, you could turn your front lawn into, a, you know, nothing but signs, which is why we went back to something that was more similar to what we, had, what we currently have for the, the, the existing ordinance. So what was, what was Joel's rationale? What did she say in, in the email to you? Is that leaving it as it is, would allow adequate opportunity for people to express themselves with, for example, like a road, like a real estate sign. A, I just got my roof done by so-and-so roofing and save the whales because they're really big. Well, leaving it the way it is, meaning in the document or the way it currently is in ordinance right now? In the document. Yeah. And I'm looking to see what we have right now. So let me ask a, a procedural question, since this is the first time everyone has seen um, the revised um, yeah. ordinance. Do we want to bring it back for further discussion at your next meeting on the 19th and not even introduce it that date, but perhaps wait to make certain that we have all the edits and language that you're comfortable with. Yeah, I was just going to suggest the same thing. That, that way, it yeah. gives us gives us time to go through it uh, as a council. Because I mean, I I've seen it before, but the rest of council hasn't. Okay. Yeah, I need more time. That's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's table this till the till the next uh, next uh, study session in April. Okay. In the meantime, obviously, if there, if you have thoughts or comments, feel free to send those over to Jill or myself. Okay. And is it correct this does not need to go back to the planning commission? Correct. This is a general ordinance amendment, so it's two readings of the before the city council. Okay. Will you have time to, you know, update the edits and then send it out ahead ahead of uh, the next meeting, so we could get some time to review it? Well, no, you have yeah. you have the final draft now. Oh, this is the final draft. I thought that we had the, more edits. That was the final draft, yeah. Okay. With the All planning right. commission's, you know, uh, comments and changes included. Got in. it. Okay. All right. My mistake. I thought you had to edit further. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else on that? All right. Then let's slide into item D, which is uh, uh, Eagles uh, or our third uh, administrative consent order with Eagle regarding regarding the tank and I'll turn that over to uh, Cheryl. Thank you. This is um, the long awaited amendment to the um, administrative consent order. 
This is the third amendment. The second one was issued back in 2005 and it negotiates what they call the town outlet capacity, a TOC for sanitary wastewater that can be discharged um, at the 3.35 cubic feet per, per second. And it's anticipated that this is going to be replaced by the future Oakland County flow capacity agreement, which is in part um, going to be in your next agenda item. So the city is um, to submit a long-term corrective action plan to EGLE for review and approval. And then by September 1, 2022, the city is to submit a work plan with implementation schedule to certify that the long-term corrective action plan meets either the TOC or flow capacity agreement along with the progress reports. And just, just for reference, for anybody who's watching, this has to do with the, you know, the consent order that we're under relative to our uh, sanitary retention tank over on 11 and uh, Evergreen, where we've had uh, um, overflows in the past. And uh, because of that, are, are under a descent, descent decree under, from, from Eagle. So this will be on the April 19th for your final approval. Yeah. Any questions or comments on that? Okay, then related to that is uh, item E, which is the uh, Evergreen Farmington Sanitary Drain District, um, moving to a uh, chapter 20 agreement. And I will turn that right back over to Cheryl again. All right. So um, if you recall, um what, a month or two ago, the um, drain commissioner staff made the presentation to council where they discussed the conversion. And with the chapter 20 drain, there'll be a three person board that's chaired by the Oakland County Water Resource um, Commissioner, Jim Nash. And I think the board chair, and I believe um, one other person um, who will chair that, and they will make the, um, the recommendations and decisions relative to the overall drainage district, which can includes all of the um, communities that are currently in the EFSDS, which has now become in the EFSD, <laughs> which is a Chapter 20 drain. So uh, part of their administrative consent order and their corrective action plan is also dealing with um, increasing the capacity. So they are going to have a couple of projects in relationship to that. One is with the Great Lakes Water Authority and an agreement to allow for the flow to go into their system at an increased level. That's going to be a $33 million project. And then relative to the Evergreen um, system itself, there are some, um, some improvements that are going to be involved and that's a $35 million project. And then the Lather Village um, portion of that is with the upgrades to the sanitary retention tank, which is about a $500,000 project, which if you recall is included in the bond issuance that we are going forward with. So the um, debt service um, for Lather Village is included in your, um, your cover memo and so what you'll have before you at April 19th is the approvement of our participation in this Chapter 20 drainage district and their proposed funding. I, I had a question on this, Cheryl, mm -hmm. probably, probably Pam. Uh, I was not at that water meeting and they were supposed to have recorded it and they messed up the recording. So I never, never got to see it. Um, but 
right now I know that our flow rate is 3.35 and that that encompasses both the, the tank side and then south of 696 so that's our combined our combined rate um, at any given time and in the document on page 60 it looks like it's showing under the under the um, the town outlet capacities it, it looks like it's showing the in, increased flow rate so where it shows it shows two numbers for us a 2.66 and a 6.05 Mm-hmm. So is is that in indicative of each side? So the tank side gets a flow rate of six point oh five, and the the south of six ninety six gets two point six. Or what? What are those two numbers? Do either of you guys know? That I would have to confirm. That would be my assumption. Oh, Pam, you're saying something, but you're on mute. I was saying the same thing as Cheryl was going to say. That I'm not sure. Okay. Have to find that one out. Can Can you find out, Cheryl? I'm I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I, I just if it, if that is if that is correct, then that's great because that's essentially doubling our flow rate. Yes. Um, more than more than doubling our flow rate, which means the likelihood of us getting backups or have to have a sanitary overflow is probably greatly diminished. Okay. Ian, Salim, anything? No, no. How does this work? So is our share of the, so there's a bond issue issued for this and our, we get a share of that. Like our, our share is of the GLWA is a million nine. Right, so there's two going to be two bond issuance. Um, the GLWA is first, I believe, and then for the Evergreen system will be second. And that's going to be, I believe, spring of next year. So we're gonna pay that back. We have the debt service on it. Um, so how is that going to be paid back through? So that would normally be paid back through our sewer fund and the rates. Okay. Yeah, and then our portion, our portion, uh, Celine, the, the the modifications and upgrades to the tank that's covered under the capital improvement bond that we that we just just passed uh, yeah. two months ago. Okay. Yeah. And for those of you who missed the um, the meeting with um, the Water Resource Commission staff, there's links in the cover memo and on the agenda to the presentation that they gave. I tried them. They didn't work. The They didn't? Link no, to I, the tried, cover I tried them when I was reviewing it last night and I, so I could find out more about it and it didn't, didn't go anywhere. Okay, You're even on the cover memo? You're talking about the overview link that's there? Yeah. On, on page 30 yeah on page 36 yeah i clicked yeah. on that one it didn't, didn't okay i can send it to you i can send it yeah. to you yeah okay, send thanks. it to me also be great okay so, yeah. thank you okay next up uh lathrop village uh lead service line uh yep. our replacement policy and agreement so um you know as, as you guys know from the presentation that i've done for the material line uh, for the water, uh, capital improvement bond that you know we're we're we city the city are responsible for replacing any water service lines that are uh, um, galvanized or or lead and so I, I believe this is the uh, I believe this is the policy and agreement that we'll have with uh, residents who fall into that category and I'll I'll turn it over to Cheryl and let her uh, introduce that again. Okay, so. Susie and I both worked on this draft of the policy, which we might have borrowed from another community heavily. <laughs> might have. It's all good. It's all good. 
But in any event, it outlines what um, the city is committing to do. And then there is the actual agreement with the property owners whose um, service lines will need to be replaced. And that's um, shown at the end of your packet as well. Uh, if you recall, we'll be utilizing the contractor through SACWA for the actual service line replacements. And in addition, we, um, as part of our capital improvement plan, we have the replacement of the stop boxes. And since this um, contractor will already be on site and um, digging, excavating, it made sense for them to go ahead and do those stop box replacements as well. So it didn't make sense to have two different dig outs um, to have their stop boxes replaced. So um, basically, it's just letting you know what the policy is going to be, as well as what the contract agreement with the property owners will look like. And we'll start rolling those out almost immediately. We've identified, I think it's 21 properties at the present time, with have, which have lead or galvanized materials. And it seemed to make sense to just go ahead and get those all done. Um, we were planning on 10 initially, um, but since there seems to be some cost savings in some other areas, including that we don't have to do every single property, but just 20 properties for the verification portion, there's some cost savings. So we're going to go ahead and do the replacement for those that have been identified to date. Yeah, let me let me expand on that real quickly, uh, Cheryl. Okay. Uh, just to let everybody know, because probably you and I know, but I don't know that everybody else knows. Since, since we, we last talked about the um, uh, service line uh, material identification, you know, we talked about having to do excavations at the sidewalk down five feet to uh, visually inspect the, uh, the line going into the stop box and the line going out of the stop box for, for 18 inches on each side. That still has to be done, but before it had to be done uh, at every single house, every single property in the city. And uh, Eagle has, has changed their, um, their requirements. And basically now you have to do a statistical sample, um, roughly around 20%. There's, there's some, some breaks depending on how many how many homes are in the uh, in, in a given city, but um, for us, we basically have to do a random sample of of about 350 homes, and so they identify a process uh, to uh, randomly identify you know parcels, and we've gone through that process already. Uh, we actually have a map uh, created, a GIS uh, type map uh, that shows the 350 homes that uh, that will be will be um, excavated and those homes will all um, uh, be ex excavated this summer. We were gonna do 500 a year to, to meet the previous mandate, mandate, but since the mandate changed, um, we're gonna do them all this year. Um, and hopefully, um, we don't know for certain, but, but hopefully um, that will be the requirement and they won't increase it. And if that's the case, then, um, and this is what Cheryl said a second ago that kind of reminded me to, to mention this is, is we did budget um, somewhere in the neighborhood, I think it's somewhere between six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars for the the um, uh, the excavation. So we should be spending significantly less, um, which should free up uh, that money to be used for for other things, or to not be used at all if if we if we don't need it. But um, uh, so as Cheryl said, rather than just doing 10, 10 line replacements that we know of, we're going to do all twenty one of them uh, this year because we do have some extra funds now. How are those? Uh... How are those 21 identified through that survey process? Yes, through, through the, mostly through the self-identification, right, Cheryl? Right, and some we already had on record from past on water samples. 
So, and then the self-identification. And um, currently, Eagle requires us to replace 20% of known um, lead and galvanized service lines. So, no, no, no. Have no, to five, do five percent. I'm sorry, five percent for yes, five percent. Minimum, minimum of five percent of what we know for twenty years. So this yeah. statistical. Sorry, Susie, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say I um. I did talk to Scott Ringler this morning, um, different meeting, but uh, he said that even though uh, the the 350 random, uh, ram random properties that we've chosen for the exterior, that has to happen for the exterior, He's, he still believes that the interior verification will still be required for all properties so we really still need to push right the, right right uh, push that yeah, ba ba based, on, based on the document that he scott sent us originally that's it, that mm -hmm. was the impression that all, all houses have to have the uh interior uh identified so again as a public service announcement uh <laughs> if anybody is watching this or, or watching the recording if you haven't done your um your self-identification it takes less than two minutes it's extremely easy it's very important um if you don't want to have somebody come into your house during covid um then you you, can, you should do it yourself um and the instructions for that are on the city website so if you go to the, the front page the main page of the website um in the news section it'll, it'll give you a link to um uh go to the uh uh, go to the instructions on how to do it. Again, it takes takes about two minutes to do it. It's very simple. Yeah, quick question on, the, on the, the 350 homes. So that's what you're doing your statistical analysis on, right? No, the statistical analysis was, this, was done on all the homes. Okay. So basically, all 1,700 homes or roughly 1,700 homes were eligible to be, were, were in, in the pool to yep. be excavated and they they did a random sampling process to pick 350 from that 1700 okay i see so just just a quick question so the 350 random sampling are those obviously it's random but did you guys take into consideration the age of the home because the problem no you can't you can't i know you the, can't the, the guidelines there, there's all sorts of things that you cannot take into account basically to make it as random as possible Okay. I don't want to block it, huh? Yeah, one of the, it would have been nice if we could have used this for the sampling, the areas where we're going to be um, constructing roads or putting right. in water mains. And they right. specifically said it can't be project specific, that it has to be a true random and actually gave you the formula, formula for um, doing the randomization electronically. Okay. So, right, but right. but those those Cheryl, I'm assuming that's still the plan that those that we have identified that are in the street reconstruction zones will be done prior to May 3rd, correct? Yes, that that was part of what um, I was meeting. We'd be at a GIS meeting today, so okay. that that is exactly what's going to happen. So, uh, Cassie, our GIS guru, she has um, she's taking all she's got all of those random properties in our um in the paving map right now and so everything all those properties that are within our blue highlighted areas those are phase one priority phase one and then anything that is out any of those ran any of those random properties that are outside of our phase one paving 
those will become phase two for excavation. Right. They will all be done this year. So, okay. And Salim, I know you've been trying to ask a question, so go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to verify you know, for myself, anyone listening. So this, the, the sampling of the 350, the purpose is to determine the exterior, to determine if there's lead, lead lines on the exterior of the property, right? And then the city would fix that. Right. So, so if we if we identify if we identify lead either inside the home or at the stop box, then the line gets replaced. Okay. All right. Anything else with respect to the lead service line replacement? All right. Then moving right along. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, so last. Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it was, we had uh, a meeting about uh, goals and performance measures. And uh, I believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Cheryl, that that uh, the idea here was just to give everybody the updated copy. Yes. So what you have in your packet are the two documents. And I restructured the original one, which had the goals and objectives and created the third column, which is more the strategy. So the goals and objectives are the things that council wants to see accomplished and the strategies are more of how it's to be accomplished. Yeah. And some things seem to fit better in other categories. So I, I, I took some liberties and moved them. <laughs> so, yeah. But if you had any other additional changes or comments, that's pretty much what I think we should be going with. But if you have anything else, let me know. And then the second document are the performance measures and um, that was initiated by um, staff in the departments. Um, and I offered some comments and then council also added some additional comments relative to things that they want to see us accomplishing as the administration. And the changes that were added by council are the items that are bolded on that document called goals and performance measures. So what are our what are our thoughts or what what are what are or maybe we maybe you and Kelly have talked about this I don't know but in terms of I guess looking throughout the the, the next year that we're we're moving towards those 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 goals and performing you know uh, in that direction so are we going to readdress or re revisit these every three months every four months every six months do did we talk about that or. We didn't talk about it. Um, it would make sense. Uh, it would start with the July um, year, but we could have quarterly updates on those. Uh, and we might have to do some reassessment because some of them may be challenging to actually try to do performance. It's a great for as a goal, but I was just thinking in terms of, um, I was asked to have a 24 hour turnaround for my contacts with residents. I said, that means I have to keep track somehow of every time somebody contacts me and how quickly I respond to I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. So, 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 <laughs> I'm still trying to do it in 24 hours, but keeping track, Mike, I'm not sure how that's going to work. So Right, right. You know, maybe the, maybe the measure of performance is, of that is, is, you know, fewer, rather than having a, you know, a documentation system, which is just going to eat up more time, the, the, the measure of that is, you know, whether or not we're getting less complaints about, you know, us delayed with delayed response, you know, something along right. those lines. Right. But, but I, but I, I understand your point. Yeah. 
I mean, the rules of engagement may have to apply here because the 24 hour turnaround part of it is, it's gonna be very difficult to gauge. So uh, yeah, we might have to revisit that, and kind of smooth it out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is this next one fund balance and reserve policy? Is that Pam or is that still Cheryl? Well, it's technically both of us. <laughs> and um, this is something that we had one of the policies we were looking at bringing forward. And it just so happened that the bonding agency actually asked if we had one in place. And I said, well, I guess the timing is pretty good. Um, I did something similar when I was in Albion. So again, we, we copied heavily from that and just made the adjustments for us. And it's considered the best practice even for the GFOA and Gatsby to have that in place. And it formalizes our expectations in regards to what we do with our fund balance, which we unofficially um, have the 15 to 20% as that, um, that, that range. And this just formalizes that. Yeah. Yeah. My, my guess is after reading through it, that it's, it's, it's probably documenting what we're for the most part doing anyways. So. Yes. Yeah. Pam, was there anything you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I have a question. I mean, from a DDA perspective, I assume this, this applies to the DDA too and, and the whole not necessarily it's really more of a general fund okay approach okay now the dda can make its own determination on what they think they should keep in reserves okay all right thank you and, I, and and typically i mean i know last year was the first year in ages that the city's ever had to dip into its general fund um to, to make budget but um but we're typically well above that 15 to 20% range, right? Yeah. And because, because I mean, our general fund, what is it? It's been like one, one fifth, one sixth of our expenses or no. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's about 20%. So we're, yeah, we're, we're pretty much above that. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anything else, uh, Ian, Celine? All right, no. then no. we'll move on to the uh, city administrator report. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, I wanted to introduce you to our newest team member, Melody Simpson. Welcome. She, she's here with us today. Hi, Melody. Welcome, Melody. And she's, a, she's the person that greets everyone at the front desk. And she's already winning over people, people because she has candy and chocolates at the front desk to hand out. <laughs> so. That's the best. <laughs> So Melody, you want to say anything about yourself or just hi, whatever you want you want to share? Uh, no, just hello to everyone. I'm so proud and happy to be part of this team. Um, it's been awesome so far, everyone is nice. And I'm just really listening and, and wanting to really get into it and learn more about um, the job in the city and everything that really goes on and just, you know, try to do the best I can for all of the residents. So. Thank you guys for having me um, and allowing me to be a part of the team. Tell, tell us, tell everybody your background because it's it, it fits right in perfectly with us. So, uh, well, I have um, over thirty years in retail banking. So I started back ooh, years ago, um, working as a teller in MBD Bank, and then I you know went from um, there to a couple of different branches. 
Um, I started working um, in administrative uh, field a few years ago, um, and I learned that side. I did a little bit of um, customer service training and um, instructing classes and uh, allowing um, people to maintain, get their certification in customer service and their business communication um, as well. And then I was also the um, administrative assistant for CEO over at uh, Focus Hope for a while. So um, I went to Hamtramck just briefly, um, but I attained enough uh, skills to come over here and win share all over and become part of the <laughs> So, um, uh, so I do have a little bit of knowledge. I've, I've worked with some of the BSNA and um, um, some of those things now I have a little bit of knowledge of. So I'm just looking forward to learning more and like I said, growing and, and seeing where I can go with this, but being a part of the team for a long time. Great, well, welcome. Thank welcome you. aboard, Melody. Thank you. Good luck. It's been a great new addition. So we're, we're very happy to have her. And um, also in regards to my report, as you know, our meeting packets are now on Municult where everyone's trying to figure out where to find stuff. And if you um, aren't, aren't able to find the information for the Zoom links, it's in the, what's it called? In the other, other information or something. It's also on the website, on the calendar. It's, yeah. We post some of the links in Facebook. So as people start getting adjusted to the, the new normal, it'll right. be a little bit easier to find. Um, we're talking with BSB um, to convert our telephone system from the T1 to the um, a cable system. It should be a, about a $300 a month cost savings to do that. One of the challenges we have is that our current system is becoming outdated and they have limited ability to do the repairs and replacement as things are getting worn out. So we're expecting that to take about a three to four week conversion process. Point and pay is up and live and it seems to be working. So we're very happy with that. Uh, we're going to expand it. I'm anticipating to include, right now it includes the water bills, property taxes, um, it can't take it right now because it would be going to the county. So that'll be going live essentially for the July payments as well as permits. So things within the building department. But we want to expand it to include miscellaneous items such as business licenses, dog licenses, FOIA requests. So there, people can do everything they need to do with the city online and pay for it as well. The Your Town has been printed and it's in the process of being delivered. And... I've started adding the city administrator um, reports to a city administrator page on our on our website. So those reports are available for anyone who wants to see and review those. And this weekend, I just celebrated my third year anniversary with the city of Lakewood Village. Yay! <laughs> really? Oh, man. Yes. Three years. Can you believe it? I can believe it. I can't. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Um, the yard waste service collection started today, so that'll be every Monday. The chipping service for the branches will be on Fridays. Uh, there is the election this year for three council seats on November 2nd. We have received one nominating petition. The police department, they um, we received basically a week notice to submit a grant for federal funding for um, police equipment and um, software. So we did get that in. 
worked on Easter to get that in, but we got it in. And the nothing too great is going on with the building department at the present time. Uh, we have a process now where we're meeting once <laughs> once a week um, with as an internal team just to make certain that everyone has the same information and we're moving um, projects um, forward as expeditiously as possible, but more importantly that the communication channels are open. Recreations has a lot of fun stuff going on. This past um, Sunday, Saturday, they had the um, breakfast with a bunny in a, a COVID safe environment. And on June 19th, they're going to have an art fair. The street improvement projects are moving forward. There's a link on the website. And we're working on having a, what they call a public facing uh, website so that people can have access to information for uh, many of the other projects that are going on so that they'll have a sense of what's happening on their particular block as it's happening. And again, a reminder for people to do their um, water service line material survey, please. And see the planning commission's meeting on April 20th. They have a public hearing on the building material standards. DDA's meeting on April 16th. There's going to be a first time Juneteenth celebration and part of that will include a diversity champion recognition and we're working on the, um, the committee is working on what that entire event is going to be. It sounds like it's going to be very robust and the updates to the website are underway. The bike route wayfinding uh, that's still scheduled to begin that work early May and be completed around the end of May. And the Community Foundation is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year, so you'll start seeing um, banners and events associated with that. And we're very pleased to be um, the recipient of some of their funding, and including this year for the summer concerts and some other equipment and events that we're having here around the city. And let's see. Oh, the mayor um, was able to organize a food, a free food Distribution will be on April 17th, I believe. That's our, I don't have the exact time, but I'll get that out to you. And there's the adopt a road cleanup on April 17th. That's correct, still, Susie? Not quite. Um, so the 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 businesses were, were having the businesses um, take that whole first, that whole week of April for their cleanup. So it'll be from from the from the 19th. To the 23rd for the businesses and then the dda is going to have a another cleanup that first saturday in june when it's a little bit more warm for volunteers so on the fifth is when we're going to have our our quarter wide cleanup for everyone cheryl i just i just looked up uh the, the the food giveaway that you just mentioned it's april 17th from one to four okay Thank you. And then April 21st is fourth is a big day is hazardous waste day. So we will have the trucks here for people to bring their hazardous waste as well as to do the paper shredding. Um, this is yourself shredding. So you would be the one loading it onto the shredder as well as Earth Day and Arbor Day and a number of events are being planned around that. So it'll be a fun day here in Lathrop Village. That concludes my report. Oh, two other minor things that happened today. We, um, Pam and I had the meeting with the bond rating company. 
So we had to answer a number of questions that they have, and they asked for some additional financial documents that we'll be getting to them by tomorrow. And I was contacted by WWJ Radio in regards to our um, kickoff of point and pay. Thanks, Cheryl. All right, uh, council members, any anything Ian Salim to report? Nothing to report. I had a question from a resident that so someone was asking me, did we did the city receive any of the any stimulus money from the all the, the various different packages? And if so, is there a summary somewhere of what we received and where it was spent um, at this point? Well, so we, we are, did go go ahead, Cheryl. Are you talking about in regards to what we've received already or in regards to the American probably both the stimulus okay. act whatever it was yeah called. yeah probably both like what we received already and what do we think we're going to get from the latest one and it's about four hundred thousand dollars from the from the uh stimulus act but i don't know how much how much have we do you know how much we've gotten up to this point of for, for I, other i have it compiled and i can bring that to you um primarily it's been used for um the part-time staff to do the um, sanitizing of the building along with the other cleaning supplies and masks and things that we're providing to staff. Some of it was the, um, the uh, I guess, the emergency paid for first responders. So some of the officers and even some of the staff, although that wasn't grant funded, but the officers received the stipend, I think it was $1,000 each. And then other materials and equipment even, um, such as computers and things that allowed us to go online. But I can bring a, a more complete list to you along with the funding. So can we use the, the stimulus funding uh, for that stipend retroactively? I thought we could. I believe the upcoming money yeah. that's coming. That's my impression. I know you have until I think it's 24, 2024 to spend it. So it's how far it goes back. That part I'm not certain of. Yeah, the, inter oh, the yeah. interesting thing on it is, you know, there, there's very specific requirements on what you can and can't spend it on. But then the one thing that they threw in there was uh, storm sewer, water water and storm sewer. So, you know, so I, I, I'm wondering if that was just their way of saying, you know, all right, well, if there, you have extra money, here's how the way you can spend it. But um, but that's 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 good, because if we do have extra money, um, you know, some of that can go towards our, our water and, and, you know, sewer expenditures that we're have under the capital, uh, um, under the capital improvement bond. And that might mean we don't have to spend some of the money that we take out for the capital improvement bond. So uh, again, you, we don't have to spend all the money that we owe the $5.8 million that we're, we're requesting. So. Wow. Yeah. So Cheryl, if we could get us like a summary of what, of what we've gotten already and what we think we're going to get and, That'd be good. Then we can share it with people that ask those questions. Okay. Thank you. Ian, anything? No, no. Um, I was just thinking about the stop boxes and um, when we're going to actually start um, the the trials. So, did we have a date on the trials? When we're you mean the excavations? Ex excavation. Yeah. Yeah. The... Like right away. Okay. So no hard and fast date. Just as soon as we get organized and we're just going to go out. Yeah. You're on mute, Charles. Next here. week. I think it starts next week because the paving, some of those, um, especially those, the one, 
the priority phase one excavations. I mean, that that paving work starts on May 3rd, I think it is. So yeah. I, I, I'm looking back at my notes from today. I think Scott said it's gonna start next week. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a complete replacement of the box, no repairs or anything, right? We're gonna right. pop out a bad box with a new box. Yeah, but okay. there should be no, there should be no water disruption when that occurs. So okay, that was my next step. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. And that 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 kind of leads into to my comment, which is um, uh, on Thursday I'm going to record the first of what will hopefully be many uh, public service announcements. So basically, the idea is to you know give frequent you know uh, uh, updates on what's going on, what to expect, both in the near and short term as that's gonna change throughout the project. Um, let people know, you know, your street is gonna happen in three weeks, you know, that kind of stuff. Just try to give people as much information so that they can plan, you know, their lives accordingly because there will be, you know, some significant disruption for people for short periods of, of time, especially those people who are, um, you know, on a, on a street that's gonna be repaved. There's gonna be, you know, two to three weeks a minimum of of time where they're not going to be able to access their street. So, um, and I'll talk about a lot of this in the public service announcement, but things like, you know, what about their mail? What about their garbage? You know, uh, um, you know, those, those, those kinds of things. How do they, where are they going to park? All that kind of stuff. So, um, so probably I'm, I'm guessing the first public service announcement will probably come out, you know, probably the following week. Cause I know Jim will have to process it uh, after he records it, but um, the first one's the first one's going to be a little long, Susie. It ended up I, I practiced it once or twice, and it's a, it's about it's about twelve minutes, so it's a little bit longer than a a PSA. But you guys gave me a lot of stuff to talk about, so you gave it to yourself. Well, I gave it to myself. Kidding? We all gave it to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, given that we're we're just kicking off so many projects, you know, right now, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, there's just a lot of a lot of information to pass out so hopefully those will get be well watched and you know we'll probably i don't know what frequency we talk about doing them but we'll probably try to do them every three or four weeks or some or you know fat more if we need to less if we we need to but we'll just adjust so and we'll get those on the the infrastructure page too so yeah people can go back and watch watch you on a continuous loop which is which will be great when they, if they have problems sleeping so <laughs> um but yeah we'll we'll put them everywhere it's a website city facebook page villagers you know infrastructure page wherever we can so okay um scott anything the only thing i was going to say uh and i've probably talked to you and scott ringler about this but i did come across a, a different type of product for stop boxes and manhole covers um it's made out of a polymer material that's a lot lighter weight and a lot more durable um so something, and it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So something I, th I thought I'd, I'd share with you guys. It's just Yeah, definitely pass it on. All right. Um, no other council comments, then I don't think we have any public. Last time I checked, we didn't, but I'll go ahead and open it up for uh, public comment. Public in the audience, or no audience. <laughs> Okay. All right, since we have no public, I will close the public comment and uh, I think that's it. Anything else before we adjourn? Nope. All right, everybody have a good week.
All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye Bye. now.